Chapter 15 Wiccan stared back in dismay. How could he have lost his shift? Regaining his wits, he dashed for the door, wrenched it open, and bolted through. Stop him! Istrid's voice shrilled out. She started for the door, throwing off her shawl. The sentries guarding Morak's door jumped too and broke into a run. Wiccan kept going. At the passage end, he chiffed. There was space in that hall to dodge around those servants and slip out through the open doors. He might have made it had not figures appeared at the passage end blocking his way. Ethac with four guards. Wiccan halted. Istrid called from the open doorway. Ethek! The captain nodded to the guards. Without a word, they seized Wiccan and marched him back to stand before the princess. The tell-tale glitter was in her eyes and two high spots lit her cheeks. Wiccan braced himself. You! Istrid's voice was low, in tardy deference to Ismorok's condition. But still the rage came through. Do you know what trouble you... She checked her rising voice, then went on. Where have you been? How did you get in here? Wiccan didn't answer. Istrid looked to Ethac. Captain? I have only just arrived, Highness. Koreg spoke up. I saw. He just... The healer cleared his throat. Appeared. Istrid's eyes narrowed. What do you mean? Isaac edged forward. I saw him too, Highness. To tell the truth, I felt him first. Impetuous young tearabout, he nearly knocked me down. That is to say, something bumped into me, then oh, there he was. Istrid skull, glancing from Ethac back to Isaac. You're saying he came out of thin air? I wouldn't say that, Highness, Vizak hedged. Who can know where he came from, never having been there? Istrid's skull deepened. She looked to Wiccan. Explain yourself. Wiccan gazed back at her, unflinching. The fire was still there, undiminished, but overlaid with something else. Reaching out, he nudged her mind's edge. Here. Wiccan watched her beat it down, watched her pride take over. Lock him up. Saluting. 
Ethat nodded to the guards flanking him. Flanking him, but foolishly not touching. We can shift it, ducked, and rolled. Out of range, he scrambled up and took his bearings. The door was out, for while it still stood open, two guards blocked it, shoulder to shoulder, pikes crossed. He glanced around the room, dismissed the furniture, and headed for the alcove. It was filled with robes, he found, as he slipped between the curtains. Not the safest and most permanent of hiding places, but at least it gave him time to think. Wiccan? Wiccan whipped around, stifling a hiss of breath. Quiet. It's me. Gone? I found your captain and followed him in. Then I saw these curtains move. Wiccan groaned. So now we're both caught. Where's the gear? Safe? I see your friend's alive still. You have the serum? In my hand. But I don't see how I can use it unless we work together. I can give you a way to do it, but can't you? Not if I'm to save the gear. You must go through with it yourself, as you intended. Though, be warned, it might not work. You're supposed to use it right after the slime hits the skin, you see. The prince's wounds are old now, and maybe too far gone. But it's worth a try. So what do we do? Gong told him. Me? Shift? Are you mad? They'll get me for sure. Oh, Wiccan nodded. The cure. How is she gone? She should be well, if I can get her out of here within the hour. As it is, I can't get through that door. But when they see you, they'll close in. Why do I begin to feel like bait? Bait? To save a friend's life, we can. They'll keep me this time. No one leaves the Craig. A small risk. I'll come back for you, I promise. But how will you get the cure done without me? I have a way. Now, if you'd try to save the prince, be quick. He hasn't much more time. Wiccan weighed the bottle in his hand. Tell me the rest of it. It didn't take long. As Gom finished speaking, Istrid's voice rose through the curtains. And I say that if he came from nowhere, he likely went right back. Wiccan peeked out. They were all by the open door, arguing and staring out past the guards. Only Dicta remained by Ismarok's bed, cloth in hand, focused wholly on the prince. 
Ethac shook his head. Invisible or no, he's still solid. Didn't he push Healer Fizak? My men blocked the doorway. He couldn't have gotten past. The captain gazed around the room, stopping on the alcove. All right, Istrid nodded to Corrig and company. Get them out. She nodded back towards Dicta. She stays. The guards ushered out the healers and shut the door behind them. The instant the door closed, Istrid rounded on Ethac. Search! Ethac turned to his men. Spread out. When you connect, grab him and hold on. The guards spread out, Ethac making for the alcove. He slid through the curtains, then thrusting the robes to one end of the rail, swung his pike around the empty space. A gasp from within the chamber brought Ethac about just in time to see a point of green light winking above the prince's bed. The light flashed, then flared into a radiant disk that bobbed and whirled as if on water. Now it altered shape, curving down into a giant upturned bowl around the bed. Ethac strode forward, pushed against it, and bounced back. He raised his pike and thrust it at the bubble hard, but that rebounded too. Caught inside, Dicta stood, cloth dangling, gazing through her glassy rainbow prism to the room beyond. Beside her, and as yet still invisible, Wiccan eyed the old woman apprehensively. It was common knowledge that she was strong and ruled the rivalrous healer's hall without question. From what he'd seen, she guarded the prince as jealously as any mountain lion her cub. When he appeared, what if she went for him? Or grabbed for the bottle. Seemed to him he'd do the job much better the way he was. As it is, I can't get through that door. But when they see you, they'll close in. Gong was still there somewhere, on the fringe of things, awaiting his chance to get out. Wiccan moved around to the far side of the bed, where Istrid had been kneeling. There he shifted, and loudly cleared his throat. All heads turned. Dicta dropped her cloth and started back. Wiccan put up his hands. Excuse me, ma'am. I mean no harm. 
Dicta bent and retrieved the cloth. Oh, really? She eyed him severely from across the bed. Young man, you do not frighten me. What do you want? Wiccan opened his fist, revealing a small brown bottle. I've come to heal the prince. The old woman made to move around the bed. Get away. I don't know you. You're no healer. Hold. Istrid strode up and punched the bubble smartly. What is all this? My brother's dying, don't you know? He surely is, Wiccan fired back. And will if you don't stop talking and let me get on. Ethac murmured something in Istrid's ear. She nodded, seeming to calm down. Very well. She turned back to Wiccan. Do what you want. If you lie, or make sport with us, you'll pay. Wiccan swallowed. So much for that. Now came the hard part. With a respectful bow to Dicta, he leaned over Ismark and drew back the bed cover. Though Gom had told him what he'd find, he could not help but cry out at the sight of his friend's injuries. The poison had splashed Ismorok's neck, just above the collar. From there, the skin had peeled away, exposing raw red flesh. As the poison had spread, it now reached halfway down his chest, the centre of it had become a pulpy mass. Wiccan's hand tightened on the bottle. No stuff in all the world could heal such a wound. He glanced up. The gods had moved to stand around the bubble. The door, no longer marked, stood ajar. No use seeking help from gone then. He was gone. Wiccan twisted out the stopper, tipped the bottle, and waited. Be warned, it travelled slowly. For several heartbeats, nothing happened. Wiccan kept his head down, eye fixed on the bottle's neck. Istrid folded her arms, clearly unimpressed. Then, just when Wiccan himself began to fear that somehow the stuff had hardened in the bottle, a blob of golden syrup bulged at its neck. He let fall a generous drop onto his palm. The serum heals wounded flesh and also shields healthy tissue. 
before you touch him, apply it to your hands, and be sure they're covered in it. Wedging the bottle between his arm and ribs, Wiccan made washing motions with his hands, spreading the serum all over, even in between his fingers. He inspected them carefully, found no gap that he could see. Wait for the serum to dry. By the time he took up the bottle again, the sticky syrup on his hands had dried into a second skin, wafer-thin, yet tough as hide. Start in the centre, then work your way outwards to the edges of the wound. Wiccan raised the bottle above the centre of the wound. Letting fall another precious drop, he reached to spread it lightly with a finger. The healer started. No, don't touch that! Wiccan looked up. It's all right, Mum, he said, and hoped he was right. He let fall four more drops onto the wound, then smoothed them outwards with his fingertips until all four patches had joined up, until all the wasting flesh was covered in a single shining film. Once the syrup hits the wound, the change begins. All at once, Dicta sucked in her breath. We can straighten up. The pulpy mass at the centre of the wound was gone under a thin, translucent layer of healthy new skin that was creeping slowly outwards. Oh, my! the old woman whispered, her pale face pink with excitement. Feeling not a little stirred himself, Wiccan restoppered the bottle and stowed it in a pocket. Now to get past Istrid, the final and most difficult task of all. Likely impossible, as he and Gom had agreed, but worth a try. How do I remove the bubble? Just touch it, and it'll disappear. But when you put that one around me, just do it. Having inspected his Morok, Dicta replaced his cover. Highness, the prince breathes better now. Is he? Will he? The healer drew off her silver gloves and dropped them into the pail. Her face, we can saw, was once again its normal ashy colour. I cannot say for sure at this point, but the salt appears to be having some salutary effect. Appears? Salutary effect? We can glare at her. By now, the wound was barely perceptible. 
and his monarch's chest rose and fell as in regular sleep. He eyed Istrid through the bubble. He'll recover completely. In return, I ask that you let me go. From this chamber, Wiccan braced himself. From the mountain. Istrid appeared to consider. Then she nodded. A steep price, yet reasonable for what you did. So it's safe for me to lift this bubble? The princess shot him a haughty look. Do you doubt my word? Wiccan reached out, touched her thought. With one brief slight nod, he put his hand to the skin, and at once the bubble vanished. Istrid approached the bed, and kneeling, laid her head upon the prince's chest. Wiccan stepped away as if to give her space. As he did so, Istrid's head snapped back up. Seize him!